What's going on, everybody? Welcome to His Glory Podcast, and I am your host, Lex, and I appreciate you just hanging out with me for this time being. I'm hoping to provide you some sort of value, something that will obviously get your hearts and minds and thoughts geared towards giving God glory in all circumstances through culture, through fatherhood and motherhood, uh, through the, the jobs that you have and are working at right now. I mean, I'm taking everything and I'm submitting it to his glory and how we could honestly live that out. And right now, to be honest with you guys, I've had an interesting week of straight anxiety and panic with everything that's been going on with our country. For a whole year, I've been, so to speak, sounding the alarm, right? Because I, I can see what's in the horizon. I can see what's coming and it angers me. It truly does. It really pisses me off. And forgive my, you know, the way I speak. I just, it's my show and I got to be honest with you. But it, it pisses me off that this is actually happening in our world, in our in our culture, in our country. And uh, there is a lot of people who don't believe it, who will choose to ignore it. And so I've gone on this this whole thing on just wanting to just scream at the top is. Uh, a tower or the highest mountain of the foolery of everyone and how they just don't know what's happening and and blah 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 right but i believe that god um has convicted me okay now no there was no audible voice no there wasn't a dream i had it was just i, I started to pray and, and started to you know talk to god and started to ask you know what the heck are we supposed to do with everything that I know and everything that is happening and what it's what seems like is coming down the line what am I supposed to do with this seriously you know like I'm a father I have a three-year-old I keep thinking about her I keep thinking about our school systems I keep thinking about the fact that there is no freedom of speech anymore and like what do I do with this how do I how do I navigate through this right and I guess I started to think that maybe I was just alone in this whole thing, but in reality, I'm not, and I know I'm not, and there are a bunch of us out there that are probably asking the same question, what do I do with this, you know, do I join my my local Republican party, do I, you know, become an activist and, and start a grassroots sort of nonprofit organization to go and combat, you know, the, the socialism of the world and the communism of the world, and, you know, I'm not saying that's not the case, that you shouldn't do that. If that's something that you have the means to do, the resources, the desire, the passion, the skill. Hey, man, by all means, we need people, right? Um, but I, I want to get down to the root of this whole thing. Because, I, I mean, honestly, like, I've honestly got to a point recently, just this week alone, where I realized, you know what? There's a lot of things I have control over in my life. And there's a lot of things I really don't. And here I am just focusing on the things that I really have no control over. So what do I do with it, right? I mean, I can't pretend like I don't know what's going on. I can't pretend like I don't see the the divide that is taking place in our country, the wickedness uh, within our pol- politicians and these businesses, these corporations. I'm not going to deny it. I'm not going to stop talking about it, but I am going to... Uh, gear this in the right direction in a way that it will honor God because let's face it guys we are here at such a time as this and God knew it right like nothing takes him by surprise he has always been aware of the fact that we were going to get to this point it's not like all of a sudden 2020 happened and he himself too has just been completely complex and perplexed and you know not understanding what the heck happened I didn't see this coming 
I got to shift some stuff around here. I got to move some pieces because this is wild. No, God has been fully aware, fully aware of what has been going on. And it's it's more than just politics. It's more than just Donald Trump being in office. It's more than just now Joe Biden being a tyrant in office. It's more than being a Democrat or a Republican. There's something deeper going on here, something more serious. But what is it causing within our lives? Well, the feeling of fear, right? Not knowing what's going to happen to our future. And not just our future. I mean, I'm talking about the, the kid's future. You know, the future that I'm leaving behind for my daughter here in this planet. It's a very scary thought. And then it triggers anxiety. You know, it, it makes you constantly wonder, what's next? What Do I have any control over what's next? Can I protect my loved ones from what is coming? Is there anything I can do? And then you start to kind of like do a little backtrack and you start to realize I saved no money. I didn't do anything in the last 10 years. I feel like I'm not prepared for this. And and so that anxiety just builds up in, in us, right? And then if you're anything like me, then anger. Anger just is, is what you're feeling. Like how could they? How could this be happening? How could we be talking about the things that are literally happening on the media? Like literally weird, bizarre topics that just like... Not even like two or three years ago, not even a year ago, we would have been able to get away with it. And now we're talking about these things and it's just like, it's insanity to me. It doesn't make sense. And what what are we feeling here? You know, what is the problem? Well, we're feeling like our government is being corrupt or is becoming corrupt or has always been corrupt and it's just now showing their ugly face. You know, feeling fear as a parent for the now and tomorrow. You know, that kind of stuff sits on me really heavy being a father of a three-year-old girl. And so I know that as I I speak and and maybe one or two or three of you that listen to this podcast, you know, you're probably parents yourself and that's something that weighs heavy on your heart. And it's a very, very stressful thought. And then you get angry, like myself, like I said, at, at such insane wickedness and corruption that is so blatantly obvious Like, they're not even hiding these things anymore, right? There is no hiding it. They're saying what they feel, and they're showing what they want to do. The hypocrisy is is amazing at this time. Just amazing. And it's all there. And it's almost like you start to come to the realization that what we had here in America, our way of life, it's being taken from us. Little by little, more and more freedom is being lost and i start to think about what's happening in australia man if you guys are not aware of what's happening in australia you need to take some time and really look at it follow me on instagram i, I post a lot of there's you know there's this uh page called news leak and they've been following it really closely i mean talk about cameras on the ground showing you everything that is taking place in australia and i, I mean i can't even say with with all with a straight face that they're a free country it just i really don't feel like i can say that because they are, they're, they're just, they're going through it. Let's just put it like that. They're going through it. And it's the very thing I felt was taking place as soon as these lockdowns and the riots started to happen in 2020. I started calling it communism before a lot of people were calling it communism. And I know people thought I was crazy. I know it. Or maybe not crazy, but you know, just too extra, you know, like you're just way too extra. And maybe some people honestly believe that that's the case now. But tell that to the Canadians and tell that to Australia. Tell that to them. And what is taking place today with vaccine passports, 
being the potential of losing your job if you don't take a jab, an experimental drug for a virus that is about 99.6% survival. We, I mean, people are going to lose their livelihoods or be forced to do something that goes against their conscience, their beliefs. I mean, they might have had coronavirus and then recovered. And there's a study that came out from Israel that apparently you're like much more likely to be to have uh, natural immunity against the COVID-19 if you've gotten it the first time around and obviously defeated it and came out on top. But we, we can't even talk about these things. And freedom of speech is that right there is just being you know stripped from us. And if you just look back in history, if you just take some time to really look back in history, when those things start to happen, it never leads to any place good. Now, but the point of this episode isn't so I can finally wake you up to what's happening. That's not my point. I'm just building up to that point. Because here we are, we have a bunch of conservatives and everybody else in the world with false answers to the problem. Thinking that re-electing Donald Trump is the answer or that seeing the red wave come through in 2022 and the you know the midterms and then the, the 2024 election that you know all we need is a bunch of republicans to be elected that's what we need that's what's going to change everything that's what's going to save us you know more conservative politicians that's what's going to do it for us you know and then what what needs to happen too is that you as an individual need to wake up become an activist and get to work and that's what's going to save us. That's what's going to answer everything. All right? Yelling at your friends and family to finally wake up. To, you know, you know, being that person so that way they can finally see what's happening. Get into arguments with them. It's time. You have to draw a line. The divide is here. Believing that one party can save you all is not the answer. Now, please understand what I mean by this. Am I saying don't get involved locally, state you know, state politics and see what's happening, what your representatives are doing. That is by far what I am saying, because I think you should. I think we should. I think we dropped the ball. I think that we just, we started voting based on some vague, shallow values and didn't realize what was really going on and what those really meant. We got lost in personality, marketing, and we didn't really pay attention to their policies. And, you know, the media starts spitting out different things about certain politicians that should get you angry emotionally to think subjectively, and this is how we voted. So no, I don't think we should just throw that out the window. I believe there's a place for that. I believe that everyone has a specific skill and gift in this world, especially today in age. And if you're that person that is able to go and get involved and, and start working towards that, we need you. We need that. So I'm not saying throw that out the way. I'm not saying conservatism is is something that, you know, just throw it out. Don't think about it no more. It doesn't matter. No, I'm a conservative. I believe in certain values that, that I want to conserve, that I believe are good, that are God-given. So I'm, I'm not saying throw that out either. I'm not saying, you know, that uh, if Trump got reelected, that it would be the worst thing. I mean, look, the guy wasn't perfect. And hindsight, there's a lot of things I didn't really agree with him now, now that, you know, he's no longer in office, but a majority of his policies, I would still vote for over Biden, over most, most uh, Democrats these days, because what they stand for and what they are doing on the deeper level, it is way too corrupt. And it's taken our country down the path we, we really don't want to go.
But that's aside from the point. Donald Trump gets reelected. Cool. Whatever. I hope that he, he, you know, he sticks to some certain values of conservatism that I believe would just allow us to remain free in this country. You know, like, that's it. But him being reelected is not the answer. The red wave is not the answer. The conservative politicians are not the answer. Becoming a full-on activist won't save us. Because I honestly believe that there's something even deeper that's happening here. Something deeper. Because while Donald Trump was in office in the last four years, the culture was already in decay. It was crumbling before our our eyes. I mean, we we were seeing some just absurd and far-left things taking place. Statues were being torn down. I mean, half of these people were tearing down statues of people that had nothing to do with their quote-unquote racist past history, but they still did it. It just proved that they didn't really know what the heck they were doing. It was all just nihilism and, and, and straight rage and anger. And that's what they, you know, they were feeding off of. You know, we, we lost on Jemima pancakes. You know, now I have a, a box of the heck is that thing called Pearl Mills Company or, or whatever. Like, I mean, whatever. The pancake still is decent. But like, why? You know, the attacks on Goya. Do you remember that? Like, what? <laughs> why? Because he... He uh, complimented Donald Trump. We've gone so polarized and so divided that just because another person has a different political viewpoint, voted for someone uh, um, different from the person you would probably vote for, that they need to be canceled. They need to be, you know, their their livelihood needs to be taken away. They need to be ousted and doxxed. Everyone needs to hate them and they need to make their lives a living hell because they chose to think differently from the other party. It's a very wicked and messed up time. And that that was happening all under Donald Trump. All of it. Here's my thing. What is the problem? What is the real problem? And this is the point of this podcast, right? The problem is a rejection of God. The, the, the love of one's own sin. The fact that we have taken relativism and made that our way of life. And now there is no absolute truth. Everything is subjected to our feelings. And in that creates a self-pleasing, self-entitled group of people. Without a purpose. Without really a direction in life. Trying to find something. And voila, here it is. You are now dubbed the social justice warrior. That is your purpose in life. And I just see a bunch of laziness in our thinking today. And, I, and I just a bunch of the addictions in our culture. Addictions to a lot of things to help fill the void. And we sold our soul to entertainment and convenience. And we stopped thinking. And we, re- and we stopped honoring God. We stopped honoring God. And I believe that is the problem. And I think that there's, that's why it doesn't really matter what happens here. If there's a conservative party that uh, you know, in the next couple of years starts to build up momentum. At the end of the day, we are talking about a nation that has truly chosen to not honor God, not bring him glory. But my point here is, guys, for those that are nervous and, and anxious and they have the weight heavy on their hearts like I have been feeling i started listening to a podcast called just thinking and uh one of them i don't know if it was daryl if if it was uh you know virgil but they said that essentially that worry 
that anxiety that that overwhelms you and doesn't you know it, it, it robs you of your of your sleep that's that's sin it's pride thinking that you're meant to do something about this and you have no faith in God whatsoever because here's the thing God is in control this doesn't surprise him none of this surprises him and if you are a believer if you if you say you trust in Christ then you have to have that peace and understanding and know that he has called us for such a time as this and i'm not saying it's going to be easy or pretty and i'm again i'm not saying that that, that there isn't something messed up taking place and on on the horizon i believe it i really do but how should we shift our minds how should we think about these things what do we do well i believe that there's a, a passage of scripture that i want to read down the line and and hopefully this leaves you with a realization of what we're really meant to do what we're really called to do for this whole thing and that is found in matthew chapter 6 verse 19 and we're going to read on down for a little bit because i love to read things within its context and not take scripture out of context now check this out verse 19 do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal but Lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven, whether where neither moth nor rust destroys, where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. I'm going to pause there. What are we so worried about today on this country and in our world? Well, we're afraid that we're going to lose our way of life, our lifestyles, our ability to move about and do as we please, to be entertained as we please, to make the money as we please. And and trust me, I don't want to lose my freedoms like the next guy. I don't believe that's good. I, I don't see anything good coming out of it. That, that's not my thing. But recognize this, that if you are a believer and you trust in Christ and you've put your trust in Christ, there's nothing in this world that you're going to take with you. Nothing. You will face judgment before God. And what you do here, what you do here, it's storing up something later. And we're called not to lay up treasures on earth where everything is just going to wither away and rust and and bugs are going to eat at it. Where thieves are going to take it once we're gone. What we have will be given to someone else and we cannot take it with us. And then this begs to differ, not differ, it it begs to ask the question, you know, what are we really worried about? Is it death? Is that that what we're scared about, that they're going to kill us all because we don't tote the line? To be here on earth is for the glory of God and for Christ. But to be absent for the body is to be with Christ. That should be our hope. That should be our, our joy we know we shouldn't be afraid because we know this this is not the end that there is eternal life and it's with him who has called us his eternal life excuse me because of what Christ did on the cross so we're not to lay ourselves uh you know treasures up in uh, up in this earth we wanted to lay it for heaven and what does that mean well we work towards the glory of god with all our minds with all our hearts with all our souls with all our strength we give glory to god and everything that we do. Because we know that in heaven, that there is no communist that's going to break in and take what's not theirs. 
There is no socialism like that. We don't have to fear of a redistribution of wealth, of having to work harder for the other person that doesn't want to work at all. We don't have to worry about that stuff. And verse 22 says, the eye is the lamp of the body. So if your eye is healthy, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eye is bad, your whole body will be full of darkness. If then the light in you is darkness, how great is the darkness? So what are we focusing on? What do our eyes see? What have we put our faith in? What do we believe will save us? Again, is it re-electing Donald Trump? Is it the red wave? Is it conservative politicians? Is it joining the next Republican type of party down you know, in your community and thinking that's it? That's, that's the answer? Those are, those are good things and being involved and active is something I encourage everyone to do. Uh, but it's not going to save us. It isn't going to give us what we think it's supposed to give us. It's just not. Because at the end of the day, we fall short of God's glory and we sin and we love our sin and we keep rejecting him and sin, the wages of sin is death. And when we take God out of the equation and, and, and look to him with a, with a clenched fist and start to tell ourselves, we don't need you, all these scriptures and this Bible that you guys talk about is archaic and it, it has no place in today's society that's progressive, well, then God turns us over to our ways and then look. We get what we deserve. But if our eye is a lamp of the body, then it's probably important that our eye be healthy. What do we keep our eyes on? What do we what do we focus on? And I honestly truly believe that there is no answer outside of Christ and Christ alone. He, Jesus, is the one that unites us together. We in Christ, we don't look at the skin colors. We don't care if you're black or you're white, or you're Asian, or you're Indian, or you're from Czechoslavia. Because in Christ, we're all one. We're brothers and sisters. He unites us. And and he calls out sin, and he eradicates that from our lives. And he continues us through the process of sanctification by the Holy Spirit. If our eye is healthy, then the whole body will be full of light. But if it is bad, if your eye is bad, it will be full of darkness. And then how great is that darkness? And here's the next passage in in verse. Verse 24, no one can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or he will be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and money. You cannot serve God and the pleasures of this world. You cannot serve God and, you know, the Republican Party. You get where I'm coming from, right? So then what are we supposed to do? And here are the next passages that that you know is coming if you you know spend time in the Bible. Verse 25, therefore I tell you, do not be anxious about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body, what you will put on. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air. They neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? And which of you, by being anxious, can add a single hour to his span of life? And why are you anxious about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. Yet I tell you, even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these, 
But if God so clothes the grass of the field, which today is alive and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you, O you of little faith? Therefore, do not be anxious, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For the Gentiles seek after all these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them all. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. Therefore, do not be anxious about tomorrow, for tomorrow will be anxious for itself. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. And with that, I'm going to leave this with, you have no control about what's coming in reality. Now, again, I'm not saying don't don't step in and, and work at it. If that is what you feel the need to do, you feel that conviction, go and do it to the glory of God. But those of us that work regular jobs and are raising our families and are just trying to mitigate through all this nonsense, you still have a calling and a responsibility. And God has called you at such a time as this to do it, to be faithful to it. I'm just a guy with a mic in a little room in a little apartment. Yeah, nothing special. All right. This is this is me. I work a 40-hour sales job from home. I have a three-year-old kid. And, you know, I have a family and I'm doing everything I can to to protect them, prepare for them, pray for them, honor them. I'm being faithful to that. I'm in Bible college. I'm faithful to that each day. I decide to glorify God in the things that he has called me to do because I'm here and this is where I'm at and this is the job I have and this is the school I'm in and this is the the child that he has given me. Where we're at right now, look around you. That's your field, okay? If this podcast, I mean, again, so this podcast, what I'm doing here, maybe three people listen to it, tops, maybe, you know? I'm, I'm I'm not delusional, but I've, I've been called to speak to those three people. All right. And it's supposed to give you value. So we can glorify God. We are to live for his glory. You have no control of what's coming. And by being anxious and being afraid and getting angry and doing all that stuff, it isn't going to do anything for you. It isn't going to add a span of life. What does he call us to do? Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness because you have none. We we have none. We you know, we're fallen. And all these things will be added to you. Do not be anxious about tomorrow, for tomorrow will be anxious for itself. It has its own problems and you're gonna face it. I'm not saying it's gonna be hunky dory all the time. It's not, you know, like it, it is what it is. You're gonna face some trials. Persecution is on its way. You better toughen up. Because your faith will be revealed during this time. But be faithful. And then also, again, remember what the passage is saying is, you know, are you not more valued than the birds themselves? God has got you. He will provide for you. Seek him, the kingdom and his righteousness first. All these things will be added to you. Be faithful with what you have right now. And the only thing I would leave with this is live not by lies. That's what, you know, there's a book I read called Live Not By Lies by Rod Dreher. And a fantastic book. And, uh, you know, that phrase just sticks to me because what we do see in our culture, in the media, in politics, is that there's a, a big fat lie that they're trying to get us to say it's true. And it's not. And you know it's not. Okay? 
Anybody with eyes and, and ears can hear and see that it's just not true. But they will do whatever they can to get you to admit that it is. And that's wicked. Live not by lies. Christ, God, the Lord has given us his word. His word tells us the truth. It is sharp. It cuts right through our BS. And it's the reality of things. And, you know, you do it in love, but you speak the truth. In love, but speak the truth. Live not by lives, lies. Raise your kids. Honor them. Pour into them. Teach them to pray. Teach them proper history. Teach them math. You know, it's time for parents to step up and, and really get down and dirty with it. Because the government has plans for our kids. And I don't know if, about you, but that's not what I want for my girl. Definitely not. With the job that I have, my little sales job, you know, I do good at it. I'm going to be rewarded. So I choose to be excellent for God's glory. Excellent in that work. The body that I have, I go to the gym. I work out. I take care of my fitness to his glory. You have everything you need to live radically now. Just by being a father, a mother, a hard worker, a person that takes care of themselves, who has a purpose, who raises their kids, and, and you know, you're starting your businesses, whatever you're you're good at, whatever you're meant to do, do it faithfully. And do not be anxious about tomorrow because God has got us. He has our back, even unto death. And even if that means that death is meant for us. That's a hard, heavy truth, but the reality is it could happen. But if you're in Christ, if you are in Christ and Christ has saved you, he's elected you, he's pulled you out of darkness, then what are you so worried about? Maybe you need to sit down and examine where you're at. But I'll leave you with this. Do not be anxious. God is in control. And he's got your back. I hope you found some value with that. I hope it encourages you. I hope you realize some things. And I hope it just makes you run towards Jesus to, in repentance and in gratefulness for, for his provisions and his grace. And I hope it gives you that hope you need to continue on being faithful with what you have now. Until next time, live to his glory. Take care, guys.